This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is Matthew Cruz with the Comstock Report. With all the buzz about carbon credits, it seems inevitable that the carbon market will eventually evolve beyond its current state. This means that the price should not only increase over time, but will also necessitate becoming heavily regulated and traded on larger financial exchanges. Considering that cryptocurrency is already traded on exchanges, then so should carbon. While we may not consider carbon to be a tangible asset, carbon at least exists and provides some level of measured value unlike crypto. Corteva and Indigo are guaranteeing price minimums of $15 per carbon credit starting out. They have already indicated that they see the price quickly reaching $30. According to the Harvard Business Review, an EU emissions trading system suggests that a price could likely reach between $50 and $100 in the near future and will continue to rise from there. To put this into perspective, carbon valued at $100 would equate to 5% of the global economy. It is a significant amount of money. While everyone will be asked to play a role in the cost of this, including agriculture, much of the liability for this should be laid at the feet of the world's corporations. Oil, transportation, shipping, and airline companies would come to the top of the list. They have tremendous exposure related to increases in carbon costs. Some companies may be able to pass that on in the price of a higher plane ticket, but commodity traded industries like oil will not be able to do that so easily. A study was done by ExxonMobil showing that they released 112 million metric tons of CO2 and other greenhouse gases into the air in 2020. At the current $15 per metric ton, that is almost $1.7 billion. Very expensive, but not beyond their means. At $100 per metric ton, Exxon would have to dole out $11 billion per year to cover their bill for their emissions. This would be a company killer since Exxon only made $8 billion last year. So how does Exxon survive this? The answer is they don't know, and neither do their shareholders. Their response so far has been to stick their head in the mud and hope the problem goes away. Some companies are trying to get out ahead of the problem. Harvard Business Review highlighted a low-cost European airline called Ryanair. Ryanair claims that they are leaving an environmental footprint that is half that of their competitors. Their goal is to attract environmentally concerned flyers. Therefore, as the price of carbon continues to rise, they will steal market share away, offsetting their losses. That could be, but I still think they will lose my luggage. At the very least, they have a plan which is more than can be said for the others in the industry. Ryanair already spent 150 million euros in 2020 on carbon credits. The price has already doubled since then. Ryanair is actively purchasing CO2 call options to hedge their exposure so that it limits the impact to their profit. Like the rest of the world, they have announced that they will reach zero carbon emission by 2050. This reminds me of the story about the man who promised to quit drinking in the year 2050. It seems most companies have announced the same thing or something similar. 2050 seems like a long way off, and many of the people making those announcements will likely be retired by then. It will be the problem of today's college graduates to figure out how to meet those promises made by their successor. So how does this impact agriculture? We are uniquely positioned to supply Ryanair with lots of carbon credits. While it may not be that much money today, it is unlikely to stay that way forever. I signed up for a carbon program on my farm. 
I don't get much of anything at first, but the value should go up every year as A, I produce more carbon credits, and B, the price of carbon increases. It is rather insignificant at first. I may only get $1,000 in 2023, but the carbon credits accumulate each year that I continue to farm using a minimum tillage system. In 10 years, I could get $10,000 based off of a small farm, and it will continue to go up from there, assuming I maintain a minimum tillage system, which there is no guarantee that I will. It is certainly not a get-rich-quick scheme. It will take time to build those carbon credits. Farmers may balk at the tiny payments they get up front in exchange for the headache of having to convert their cropping system. This will not sound very appealing to those who are pretty set on running the field cultivator every year, and I wouldn't blame you. But those that stick with the program in the long term could see major benefits someday. In 10 years, the scenario could look rather different when your neighbor starts getting big checks for the systems he put in place today. And I'm sure they will let everyone know it. The downside is there won't be a way to catch up to where he was at. You will be starting from zero. You are listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, visit us online at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.